You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Indeed, it is Judd's Hockey Show. Judd and Declan, as always, and joining us, a regular contributor throughout the season, our friend Jesse Pierce from um, the Bar Down Beauties podcast fame. Perhaps you also read Jesse on NHL.com because she covers the wild full-time. So much going on. Jesse Pierce, how are you today? I'm good. I've missed you guys. It's It's been a minute. I mean, I've missed you, but I also haven't missed like the work aspect that comes along <laughs> with, with the hockey season, right? The incredible thing is this. Not that this is going to happen in this state, but the incredible thing is the Wild could still be playing theoretically. Like, imagine <laughs> a playoff run where your team is still going right now. Yeah. We've been done for how long now? Month and a half? Month and a half. It's, yeah. It feels like even longer. I mean, yeah. my golf game would not be as good as it is today <laughs> if the Wild were still playing. So thank you to them. That's very nice of them. That, that your boat game, your the kids yes. you're taking care of. See, you're, you have a full-time job. Like You, you have like three full-time jobs. This is true. Guys this like is true. Jax and I, we got one maybe. You got I mean, twin, you're doing twin stuff. You guys are keeping busy, yeah, okay. constantly got the shows going. Yeah, I'm not that. I mean, I, I don't know. This time of year, it's pretty <laughs> easy. I don't have kids to worry about, so I got yeah. no kids. I don't golf. I retired from golf. Declan golfs at least. So. Well, you know, it happens. Let's shoot 100, I Jess. Want... Let's do it. If uh, you're down to shoot 100. I think you two should get out and compete. Let's do I, it. I, I love that sounds like great content, if you ask me. In whenever. You name I I've started this hashtag Mulligan Mondays. You can join me on a Mulligan Monday. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it behooves us well. My dad apparently is a big cheater in golf as well, so that's nice. Oh, nice. So um, am I. Yeah, so anytime you want to come Runs on. Runs family? Jesse? It does. It does. He's like, oh, we don't need to count. I haven't used a mulligan yet, and he yeah. has, God bless him, has Alzheimer's, so he forgets that he's used several mulligans throughout the course uh-huh. of 18 holes, but I let it slide. It's a good time. All right, so we get Jesse Declan in a match. We'll we'll shoot it. We'll get get it out there for social. It'll be a fantastic. And I um and I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my hard earned cash, I think, on Jesse, that's no probably no. That's that's safe. That's a good that's okay. a good assumption. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's talk some hockey. Let's talk some wild. And Declan, if you can uh, uh, hit the sounder, let's uh, let's start with reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Because I saw this in the last couple of days. I'm not familiar with the work of this author, Shane Sneny, S E N E Y, NHLTradeRumors.com, suggesting trades. More from along the lines of the Maple Leafs, but this trade I found to be uh, intriguing. Curious to get your thoughts. We'll start with Jesse and then Declan. Uh, William Nylander, right winger, coming off a very good year, 87 points in 82 games, to the wild for Jules Erickson Eck. Toronto needs centers. Uh, obviously, the wild does too. Nylander, though, high-impact player. What are your thoughts, Jesse, on on what would um, be a one-for-one, one, but a definite uh, big splash type of trade? I mean, and certainly an upgrade for Minnesota offensively. I, I hate to say that because Jewel Eriksson brings such an impact to this Minnesota Wild team. 
gut says yes, but I hate Ooh. myself for that because you have zero centers anyway. And Jewel Eric's neck is your best center, which unfortunately isn't exactly saying a whole lot. But my gut says yes. I mean, I bet Kaprizov would enjoy a William Nylander joining the team. Again, that might spread out the scoring. It still doesn't address the issue with the center. In fact, you're losing an impactful center, but I would do it. If you could make that happen, I think Minnesota wins the end of that one for one. I mean, I love Nylander, um, and it would be great to add more depth uh, there. And I mean, just the idea of Nylander, Boldy, Kaprizov. Um, I mean, Nylander scored 40 goals last year. You got to sl- slow that down, Dex. You got to go, if you're going to name players, it's got to be the LaPanta style thing. Oh, I got to go Nylander, the Fiala, the Boldy, the Kaprizov. <laughs> um, back to Boldy. Back to Boldy. Fires goes what? Uh, he also had 19 yeah. power play goals Thank last you. year. So he's a power play specialist. We all know how bad this team is on the power play. Um, but Eck is their best center. And then you take away you take away Eck, and now you legitimately have no center. You have no two-way good uh, two-way option in the middle either. I I'm I would entertain Nylander, but not at the price of Joel Eriksson Eck. That's a tough one. I'm a little bit torn because to Jess's point, it would give Kaprizov a line mate who who would be, I mean, God bless him, but I'll, I'll take in the current state of things, Nylander 10 out of 10 times over Zuccarello, but Declan's right too. And I guess, so I guess here's my question as well. What, what does the Wild have, or at least think that they have in their system at center? Like that, that's the thing about Rossi. Like at some point in time, you have to find out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm already seeing, well, he's a bust. It's clear he's a bust. I don't think, I mean, he's the ninth overall pick in a draft. I don't think, even if that's true, you've got to give him a prolonged chance. Like it can't just be like, well, Dean says he can't play. So he's a bust. He can't play. So that that's where I'm torn here is. First of all, I'm torn on where this team is at right now because I do think that there is a, a, a potential in the next two years and certainly in the salary cap hell that Gary Bettman and company have caused right now um, for exploration of things, to look at prospects, to trade, to make a trade possibly. Um, but I also am very torn in, and Jess, we, we talked about this um, last week, I'm really torn on this. I think that the Stanley Cup playoffs, again, have driven home the point that Bill Guerin's philosophy of you can get by with two outstanding wingers and no center is incredibly flawed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm watching these playoffs, and I'm seeing high-impact centers, and they're hard to find. I get that. But it, in my opinion, if you're going to make a Stanley Cup run, they're necessary. And so that's where I'm torn here. I don't think that you can just plug Ryan Hartman in and say, good enough. I think that you really need to have, I mean, if, if Rossi's going to develop, that's awesome, but you at least need to find out because these playoffs to me are example a of, you can't just plug a slappy in at center and be fine. Yeah, no, I'd agree. It's been the long told story, right? It's the history of Minnesota. There's no number one center. Now, yes, you look at Marco Rossi and I have said before, and I would maybe, if you want Willie Nylander, do you package him with maybe like a Marcus Foligno, some, a guy like that? Again, I love Marcus Foligno, you guys. I do, but he has no protection. So he's an easy player to pin in there as somebody to move, but package him with Rossi. Maybe that gets you Nylander while keeping Jewel Eric's neck. My only concern, while Marco Rossi, he had every opportunity to make 
the team out of camp. And he did. He, we saw him up here for a little bit to start last season. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Now, I don't care if you're a fantastic AHL player. That will not immediately translate to being a very good NHL player. At best, you could still be a fourth-line NHL player. Not willing to call Rossi a bust, but I also think in order for Minnesota to advance and be better than this first-round exit team, they need to invest in a center. I don't think that you're going to find that number one center right now within the Minnesota Wild Farm team, within the prospects. And I'm, again, not calling Rossi a bust. I think this year could be a really big year for him. It's going to be a very telling year for him. But I think you also need to keep an eye on the market and see what you can find. Now, number one centers are far and few between, incredibly hard to come by. And as much as I love Jewel Eric's neck, the fact that he's your number one says a lot about where your team is at with their center depth position. So I would like to see a name in there. I don't have one off the top of my head because you still have to consider it's one that you can afford. But I think you need to get somebody else in there to at least play that role while they play out Marco Rossi and see what he's capable of this year. Yeah, it's it's tough to find homegrown center. It's tough to develop homegrown centers. It's even tougher to go out and buy one or trade for one. I mean, the best one they've ever had was Ryan O'Reilly, and he was here for basically <laughs> four hours. I don't even know if it was four hours. Hang uh, the jersey. She had a scoop. Really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> she basically had a scoop in the press box. She's got they're, they're going to get ROR. I'm yeah. like Jesse. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Next thing I know, they got him, and then they don't got him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, word of mouth too. Judd texts me and goes, "We might have to do an emergency episode tonight." I was like, "Why?" And he goes, they're getting Ryan O'Reilly. And then I saw the press release. We have acquired a center. I remember the cheeky way the PR team put that out. And I was like, wait a minute. We didn't get a center. We flipped them. To- oh, my God. I was, I was so upset. And Judd <laughs> loves Ryan O'Reilly. Like, Judd has, oh if, if Jesse has a man crush on Marcus Foligno, Judd's is easily Ryan O'Reilly. Um, I get it. So, yes, the best center they've ever had, they flipped to Toronto. But I, if, if, number. If, if, yeah, yeah, they should. Uh, if, if Rossi isn't going to develop, um, then they're really they're really screwed here. Basically, um, they don't have any legitimate center that they can go and plug and play. And with the salary cap implications hurting them, I don't know where they're going to find it. Which leads me to this talking point, you guys. And I think it's the only I think it's the only way that the Wild is actually going to be a team that can make a playoff run, because like when you watch these playoffs. And there's two things, Jesse, that stand out to me that are just, they hit you in the face. One, centers, right? Mm -hmm. These teams have centers and a couple of really good ones. The other thing is defense, the blue line. Vegas is huge. Florida's big. And then you look at, you know, Jared Spurgeon. God bless him. Jared Spurgeon's five foot, what, seven or something like that. That's being generous, I feel. Yeah, five foot six. But the point is, the Wild right now, in my opinion, is in no way near. And I know, you know, just get in and things can happen. But still, yes, that that happened for Florida. But they still have the right things to make this run. The Wild, I don't think does. So here's the one thing, though, that I, I've heard that I think has to be dismissed. And it's this. This notion that, well, you got to keep trying to, just to win for Kirill. Because if Kirill's mad, he might leave us, okay? I don't think you can worry about that. I think you have to tell them what the plan is. Yeah. But I don't think this whole thing of, well, you got to try to win next year no matter what. I mean, we've seen where that gets you or doesn't get you. I think Bill Guerin's obligation here is to, as they come out of cap hell, have a team that is on the cusp of making a run. And right now, personnel-wise, I just think there's so many missing parts. I would agree. I mean, defense... 
the size, they've been undersized for quite some time, but you still have quite a bit of skill back there. I mean, especially when Dumbo walks during free agency, you're losing his size as well, right? Brock Faber brings a little bit of that back. And I think Iowa does have some solid defensemen. They're still not very big. Um, Again, to me, though, the reason that Vegas is being successful in the playoffs they are absolutely shredding goaltenders. Like I think somebody tweeted the other day, the stats of the save percentage of goalies who have been the best. I mean, Bobrovsky included right now, right? I think their offense is picking up so much of that. And whereas Minnesota has always been a defense first team, they've never had the offense to complement. So I still look at the offense as needing those pieces more than defense. I think, especially with the goaltending tandem, not only with Mark Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson, happy birthday, Philip Gustafson today, by the way, but uh, wow. yes, for Vel. Yeah, I like that. Right, look at that. Look at that. You're in the honk, honk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then yes, for Velston coming up. I, the defense can be mediocre at best to me. I still want the offense to get figured out. I think, again, there are so many different areas that Bill Guerin has to address, and those areas are going to be very hard to address while you're looking at these next two years, but you're going to have to figure out something. Cause I agree with you, Jed, it would be so, so nice to have built this team up in not a full rebuild, but a quote unquote retooling type of situation and have them ready for a deep run when they have that next conversation with Kirill. I agree. Have the conversation with him, let him know what's up because we we've all spoken with Kirill Kaprizov. We've all been in the scrums. He is a competitor to the utmost percentage, right? So you need to, you still do need to make sure He's aware of the plan. And then I think you need to execute it. Yeah, the size uh, problem is definitely going to be an issue with them. And and to be honest, I don't, I don't know when I – I think it was actually last week with Judd when we talked about, similar to this, how the Wild have stacked up or how do they compare to these two teams that are in the Cup. And after watching now uh, enough playoff hockey and just also looking at the Wild's defensemen that have been in the playoffs for now, like the last eight years, the core guys in Spurgeon and Brodine and Dumba – um, you have seen enough evidence from that crew to suggest they just they don't know what to do in playoff hockey. It's been the same blue line. It's been the same blue line. It's been their bread and butter in the regular season. But as much as we've always you know harped on, well, you know, they are, their power play is an issue, or you know, they get fluky goaltending, or they don't get the offense. At the end of the day, their mainstay and the thing that they, that we don't really criticize a lot is their blue line. But now I think we have enough sample size and evidence to suggest. Wait a minute, why aren't we criticizing that group enough? And also, is that group the right core of players to get you by in the playoffs? And right now, the answer is a hard no. The, the difficult statement that I that has just become crystal clear to me, Jared Spurgeon is a marvelous regular season player, and he's a very smart guy. He is not a playoff player. I would never, if I was a coach or GM, I would never look at him and say, I can win a cup with that guy on my first pairing. Because mm-hmm. Jesse, you look at the games like 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 if, if we're gonna break down and and no sport changes like this sport does, right? Regular season, a, a, a switch gets flipped in mid-April when we go from game 82 to game one of the playoffs. And when you watch Jared, like Brodine, I think is fine where Bro- Brodine is because he's incredibly responsible. He's not big, but he's not a small guy. Mm-hmm. But unless Jared Spurgeon is giving you colossal points, like the fact that Jared Spurgeon was no longer on the power or the first power play. I know he's loved here and I know he's a good player. I don't think that this team ever sniffs a Stanley cup with him being in the position he currently is. I mean, Spurgeon in his playoff career has five power play goals anyway. Right. So I guess that didn't really hurt me, but it does. It's very telling. Um, and in general, Jared Spurgeon just looked this up, boys. 
minus 19 in the career playoffs. He only has 29 points in his career playoffs. So you guys are absolutely right. I mean, he's a plus 112 in his career during the regular season. Um, but what, who do you replace him with, right? Like, what are what are the moves? I mean, really, again, and I've always said this about the team, you have two, maybe three players on the Minnesota Wild who are on, immovable, right? You cannot replace them. It's, that's Kirill Kaprizov. I would put Jonas Brodeen in that category. And I would pro- obviously Matt Boldy just because of the, the hefty contract that he has too. But everybody else, you could, to good rinse. But what's out there? Are you going to fill it up with a bunch of the young guys? Are you, what do you, I mean, what do you do? It's, and how, because it's not something you can teach, unfortunately for Jared Spurgeon, right? It's not something that you, it's a mental aspect that you would expect your captain and your leader to have. But you're right. It is kind of a, begs the question of what happens. What, you know, especially if your leader can't quite get it together in the playoffs. What is that the reason that the rest of the squad can't follow either? And he's just too small. I'm sorry, but he's yeah. just too small. Like, I, I mean, the playoffs are about taking the will of another human and ripping it away from them. Like time and space <laughs> disappearing sucks, right? Like yeah. playoff hockey, I, it, I love it. I love to watch it. It's fantastic. But I'll tell you right now, it looks like one of the least fun things to participate in. Because you are beaten up. I mean, the whole goal is to beat you to a pulp. Jared Spurgeon's too small for this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my thing. He's just too small for this. And and to answer your question, I think the pro I think the answer to your blueprint question is this. And it's not the player, but it's but it's his specifics. The height and weight of Jake Middleton is where I'm starting. That's my starting point of height and weight. Vegas doesn't have a guy under six feet. So that's where I'm starting. And so, so it's not just like names. I'm not going out and just acquiring guys. Yeah. This is why I said I think that this is a couple year process because and you've got guys coming too. Like the like the farm system looks damn good. So I'm not saying it's hopeless. I'm just saying these playoffs again remind us that this team needs a reset to be able to play in the spring, and they don't have that team right now. They're not even close from too many very important aspects. Let's just say, too, uh, my fiancé sat next to Mrs. Spurgeon at the nail salon over the weekend, and when Jared's mm-hmm. calling the wife and she's hitting the red button, Jared, give her the 45 minutes to get her nails done, okay? You don't you don't got to be calling her. You don't got to be keep calling and back. Hard with those It'll kids at okay. home, no? All right, Jesse knows it well, too, but, you know, Jesse has her Monday golf time. I'm going to hit the red button if, uh, if, if the hubby or someone's calling me when I'm trying to tee off a shot, whether you're getting your nails done or whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, but I agree with Judd with, with Spurgeon that just – Great player, great regular season guy, uh, an incredible story, honestly, uh, from where where he came from. But he's not a playoff player. Someone has to. Someone has to now convince me that he's a playoff player because I, I have enough evidence to suggest he isn't. If we're going back to you're looking for that size back on the blue line, Judd, and I love Jake Middleton, and I it's so impressive as to how much he's grown his game just being given the opportunity. Right. I personally would look at and the one of us clan are going to love this uh, Scott Prunovich. That's the type oh, of go. player that I want, yeah. right? Like oh, he's got yeah. the size. He's not necessarily the bulkiest of guys. Certainly um, it's a similar, it's a cheaper version of John Klingberg or a better version of John Klingberg, actually, if you ask Thank me, but like, God. I, you know, but look at like Miro Heiskanen, right? I go back to that with the Dallas series lanky. I kind of want a lankier defenseman. I think a, a little bit too. Like I understand your point, but I think, your hands are just a little bit better when you've got a little bit lankier of a reach. Middleton plays his role, but I don't want too many of the Jake Middletons, except yeah. for comic relief. Oh no, no, no! I I, I agree yes, completely. I know I'm saying I'm saying the specifics Size. of his height and weight are are what I like. But yes, I, I mean I would like to upgrade that. But 
my point is, and what you just said is fine. I just need guys that can take more than fine. Jet. It was fantastic. months. Yeah. It was a great take. It was a fantastic <laughs> point. I loved it. I need guys that are able to basically take two and a half months of having the snot beaten out of them and they can keep going and deliver those hits. And in fairness to Jared, I just don't think he can. I, I, I don't think it's fair to ask him to, um, which is why I just, you know, if the season came to an end at the end of March, Jared Spurgeon is in the hockey hall of fame. Probably is. Um, but the reality is it goes into April and then you got the playoffs and now you've got him ha- having to play in high intensity games. And to your point, I mean, it's not that he has been, it's not that his play just dr- drops off a bit. It drops off a lot because the game totally morphs itself. But yeah, I would like to get, uh, Previch is fine. Like that's the exact type of guy uh, that has some skill, but you need some size there too. Uh, hey, but before before we uh, continue our conversation, it's time for a little bit of throttle therapy, Jesse Pierce. And so I want to talk about our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Look at that right there. That is a marriage of throttle therapy between fun on land and fun on the water. It's a perfect time right now. Pick your power and head to Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud. The temps are up and the prices are down. A Bennington pontoon at 28.8. And for a bonus, the first eight people that buy. Uh, get a trailer for eighteen eighty eight, or finance it all for two eighty eight a month. Whatever you need, they've got it. In fact, over three hundred pontoons in stock. Powerlodge.com, millermarine.com. Throttle therapy is what every Minnesota sports fan needs. Some calm on the water on a gorgeous day to forget all of our problems. Are they looking for people to take those out for a test run, or you know, do a, a new sponsor video? Because I'm, I'm Powerlodge.com, Millamarine.com. Check it out. They might say, "Oh my God, it's Jesse yeah. Pierce from Bar Down right. Beauty." At Jesse underscore horse. Pierce, please exactly. hit us up. Let's go. That's what we all need. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines. And whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right. Final thoughts from you, Jesse, on the, the playoffs, takeaways. In retrospect now, watching the Golden Knights play Panthers, what's your personal opinion of how far the wild is from being able to make a run like this. I mean, it doesn't even take the Stanley cup finals for you to recognize. I don't think how far away Minnesota is. I think the second round had showed plenty, but yeah, yeah, I mean the way that Florida has come in the eighth seed barely gets into the playoffs. And like you had mentioned, Judd switches that mentality. And for whatever reason is able to put it together. And yes, they have some, some more skill than Minnesota does, but not a heck of a whole lot, right? You just have the right guys stepping up at the right time. That's kind of the big overburdening concern for Minnesota is you just don't have those guys that have stepped up. And that's not just this past season. That's every, basically every freaking season that Minnesota has been in existence with the exception of 2003. But it's, it's kind of, um, I don't want to say concerning. It's, it just, it's, frustrating to watch because you know it could be it could be there right you look at what Vegas is is able to achieve and you look at I mean Aiden Hill what he's doing as a goaltender I think Philip Gustafson is just as good of a goaltender too I mean Bobrovsky is on his own in in that sentiment but 
you just, again, don't have the guys stepping up that need to step up. The The playoffs are fun, and even Vegas is showing that they're probably going to take their first cup, and they've only been around in so long. I know us Minnesotans I'm so bitter about that. this. I know. I know. It's terrible. What is it, six years? They yeah, like they made it for playoff games. They've made it to the, at least the third round four of six seasons, too. That just pisses me off to no end. I know. Do you know that's funny? They took Jonathan Marshall show uh, from Florida, or Florida gave them John. I mean, just oh, crazy that expansion draft. Line. Yeah, but but the problem the problem with that expansion draft is fans now say, well, they got su- such a great draft. Okay, they did. But if you remember, part of that was built on the ineptitude of these GMs, 100%. like our guy Chuck Fletcher saying, "We can't lose Dumba, so we'll <laughs> so take Hala." And we'll give you Alex Tuck. And Alex Tuck. And yeah. Alex Tuck has turned into the dream of what we always thought <sighs> that we could get from Charlie Coyle and now Boldy. And hopefully he is that guy. But I love Tuck. Tuck's a gamer. He's a heart and soul guy. They Vegas was gifted. George McPhee robbed teams. And fans are like, well, that's not fair. Well, you know what? They did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it's tough watching both these teams because – Vegas was like piecemealed out of expansion and and the rules were set up for them. And then the Panthers, who were supposed to be really good this year and barely just sneak into the playoffs, end up getting hot at the right time, upset the inevitable cup favorites and have been on an absolute tear. And yeah, they might get they might get bounced by the by the Knights. Um, But you've seen blueprints. and You've seen there's things you can take away from both those teams, how they're constructed and where the wild could be. But at the end of the day, to Jess's point, they're still so far away. Uh, from being one of those teams, and it kind of feels like the window that they've had these last three years were their best chance, and the success is not going to be duplicated for three more seasons. So it's just they're in murky waters at this point. I, I don't think that they're in a good spot where they were the last few off seasons either. I have a question for you guys because I've always I've been wondering this and swishing it around in my head. Do you think had the team not this most recent season, but with Fiala, if they had advanced? past that first round, do you think they could have been in the finals or at least the conference finals? And I'm talking no. about that exceptional, reg- right? Like I look at that and I don't, no. I, I don't see it They're happening not built there. Yeah. But that's the thing is, so the Panthers who I believe won the president's trophy last season, right. And then got bounced in the second round and the Panthers were still there. The Panthers are built for the playoffs. Like that's part of this. And now Bob had to get hot. Like Aiden Hill, um, and I think for the most part, the Golden Knights goaltenders benefit from the fact that they are really structurally de- defensively sound. Mm-hmm. So Aiden Hill's played well. He's made some great saves, but their defense is really good. Bob just got incredibly hot, but that can then take the rest of that. So I think my answer to your question is, let's just say, and I know this is going to sound silly, but let's say, because he did, he did this previously Let's say Flurry last year got just red hot. Like he went on a heater. And so he's stopping everything. And they beat St. Louis. Do I think that he could have gotten them to the conference finals or the cup? No, because I think that I think there's not enough in front in front of him. And I'll keep saying this. Bill Garrett and I, I like him, but we have a philosophical disagreement about centers. I'm sorry. I think you can get by with. Ryan Hartman, he can play there in game 45. I think you're fine there, okay? But watch these guys. Watch a Barkov. You know, you see what they do. And I'm not just talking pretty plays. I'm talking responsibilities. I'm talking their star talents. Um, I don't think that the Wilds' current thought process at center works. 
in the playoffs. I don't. I mean, there's a lot of things that don't work. I mean, their defense isn't working. They're power literally guy can't, yeah. Uh, Why am I so worked up in June? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Go on Beddington. Calm down. Go crack a beer. Yeah, throttle (laughs) therapy. Jesse, do do you agree with this? Like, I mean, or am I absolutely No, I do. I mean, again, Minnesota, for the the longest time since I've started covering this team eight years ago, it's just built very vanilla, very meh. Like, it's fine. It's and that's all you're gonna be though is is fine. Like it's not built for much. You're gonna make the playoffs. Like that's fine. It's great. It just kind of, and you know, again, I always go back to because I've had a couple people still ask me this. Like postseason, I asked Bill Guerin. I said, hey, so can you lower expectations? Can we say that you're not gonna make the playoffs? Like let's for once just be like honest with it. Like you know what? Let's not worry about getting any, even into the playoffs this year. I mean, I get that that's not what a he shot you to down. Say. Yeah, I remember like the it. answer. Yeah, he didn't like that question. No, he's like he, basically. I think he wanted to say that was an effing stupid question, yeah. Jesse. But he didn't. He was very nice. But I. But I mean, I mean, it's realistic. Yeah, like you were not wrong. Let's say we're gonna take two steps back, and then we'll hopefully take three steps forward. But in and that's the other thing. Like any anything that's good and worth advancing you need to invest in and unfortunately bill garen can't do that right now but hopefully in two years leopold's like yep let's go let's let's change this i mean that's what you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to start investing in some more big name players and not just hope that your prospects are good enough three things that are going this team will not win a playoff they they will not make a playoff run until it's changed blue line bigger the Center position solidified with real players there, not plug and play. Oh, I hope they're good. And the head coach. They will never say, make a playoff the coach run. In that list? They will never make a playoff run with Dean. The the in the continued ineptitude of his teams across all levels in the playoffs speak to something. And I think they speak to lack of adjustments. I think he gets uptight. Um and coaching can cost you there. There's no question in my mind. Coaching can cost you. Again. Can you make the playoffs? Can you win game 46 and 47 in the dead of winter with Dean? 100%. But we've seen enough now. Those three things, Billy. Get on it. Get on simple. it. Simple. You and me. It's that simple. It's that That's easy. Simple. All right, Jesse. Thanks much. Dex, take us home. Yeah, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. You can check out some flagrant howls too. Kyle Tige, Bill Mackey are going to be ranking the top 100 Timberwolves players of all time which sounds like a hell of a task. We could maybe even do a similar thing for the Minnesota Wild if we want, Judd. Maybe not 100. But I don't want to rank 100 players. I don't want to rank 100 either. Maybe 50. Maybe 20. Maybe 25. 25. 25. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah. Let's do that instead. Koivu, 27th on my list. Of course. Right. Get that, that number out of the raft. Get those two banners out of the rafters. Give a goalie number one and get that number nine down and give it to somebody who's really right, good. We're going to end this episode before Judd blows another gasket. This is Judd's Hockey Show. We'll be back next week.